Welcome to the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. I'm Kelly Dean, physical therapist and founder of the Tummy Team. This podcast shares the personal journeys of Tummy Team clients as they restore their core and pursue being strong to be pain-free and connected for the life they were meant to live. This is Kelly Dean from the Tummy Team, and welcome back to the Tummy Team Journey podcast. And this week, our interview is with Kiara D. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. She is, she's from Rome, Italy, and she is uh, an endorsed practitioner with the Tummy Team, and she is a personal trainer. And we're going to be sharing her story, and we're going to be talking a lot about um, the role of personal trainers and fitness in the diastasis recti world. This month is diastasis recti awareness month, and we're really reaching out to professionals um, and to everybody, but really trying to target um, professionals because we all know that there's this missing, there's this missing component of education um, about diastasis recti and all of the things related to that, that we are trying to help remedy. And so Kara has agreed to come on. So thanks for joining me. How are you doing today? Thank you. Thank you very much because uh, for inviting me because I'm very I'm very happy and glad to be here with you to chat with you about these topics because they're very important to me. I'm doing well. Thank you. I'm a little anxious today because you know I have myself a podcast in Italy that its name it's called uh, Chiacchiere di Pancia. That's Italian, of course. That means uh, uh, tummy talk. Oh, and cool. usually, yes, it's tummy talk. It's all about that. Yes of course and usually I I mean I, I am the host so uh-huh. uh, it's quite unusual for me to be the guest today and, uh, and and plus I have to speak a language which is English which is not exactly my mother tongue so I hope I won't stutter too much because of my you know <laughs> because I'm a little anxious about this, uh, well, this I, conversation. I never have any trouble understanding anything you're saying so we're we're good but I, I, I can only imagine you have to kind of think in, in English and, and, you know, and that's different. Um, so on, uh, so, so tell people, I wanted to, I want to jump right in and talk about your podcast, but, um, we'll come back to that. Tell people a little bit about you and, um, kind of your training, your background, you can t- anything about your personal life, just give people a little bit of history about who you are. Yes, as you say, I live in Rome. I'm based in Rome and I am 49 years old. And uh, so I graduated in physical education. You too? Are you too? 49 as well. We got the same age. That's wonderful. And I graduated in uh, physical education as a physical education uh, teacher. Sorry, when I am in 1995 here in Rome, Uh, that was the, the certification you got uh, back then and now things are have uh, have changed a little but the, the 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 certification is always the same so since then since 1995 i i've been working as a um first as a um a fitness trainer in the gyms and then as a personal trainer And uh, and that's my professional career because I, I guess it's a little while that I'm doing this job. So I'm not I don't want to say that I'm getting old because as a client of mine always tells me we are not getting old. We're just growing up a little bit more. And that's what I really <laughs> I really believe. But anyway, it was a while. It, it was a while ago when I when I got graduated. Anyway, uh, I live here, as I told you, with my family, my partner, my two daughters, and the, the elder is uh, almost 18 years old, and the youngest is almost uh, 15 years old. That means that we are in a teenage era. That means that sometimes I feel that I am in the middle of nuclear war, but everything is going fine, and I'm so... <laughs> and I'm happy. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I have 17 and and 13 at home still. Two daughters, 17 and 13 at home. And well, then I was You know what I mean. Too. Oh yeah, it's You a, know what I mean. <laughs> it's an unpredictable world we live in. 
Yes. And, <laughs> and on top of it, during, you know, the pandemic, um, that really just made raising teenagers a whole different thing, right? Um, we could have a whole different podcast on that. Um, <laughs> when did you when did you learn about diastasis recti? Was it something that you dealt with personally, or did was it something that came up from clients that you were working with? How did that become part of you know your desire to learn about? Well, it, it all started with my personal experience because after my second pregnancy, I realized that something was was not going. I mean, there, there was something wrong in my belly. I couldn't understand what was it, but there was something wrong. So uh, I didn't know what it was, and uh, and I must admit that no one. Uh, told me anything about that, not even uh, the, the, the doctor or other professionals, my colleagues. Uh, then I was doing, I think I was attending a, a professional uh, training uh, to, um, got the, to get the certification uh, as a, a Pilates trainer. And the teacher said something about the diastasis. She just mentioned the 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 word, the word diastasis, that, that's what she said. And then I realized that I had this problem. I, you know, that click that come in your, that came in your, yeah. in your brain, uh, actually. Oh. No? And I, and I, and I realized that I had one. So I decided to do, you know, to, to, to get the, as much as information as I could. And it was quite, impo quite impossible because all the solution that I could find in the internet or asking to other colleagues, um, were all about the surgery. They, everybody told me that I had to, to, to have a surgery and, uh, and that the, the solution was just surgical. But I, I didn't want it. I didn't want to, you know, to have a surgery. So I decided to, to study more and to get, uh, as I told you, as much as information as possible and realizing that it was a, mus a muscular problem. So it, if it was a muscular problem, it could be solved by the right exercise that's what that was the idea at that right. time back I then. had that same I had that same what because once once I understood more about it because at first the information that you first get is so distorted and so conflicting um oh this just happens oh it's cosmetic oh you know a plastic surgeon can fix it with a tummy tuck and I was just like but I'm having physical disability type symptoms in my body. I'm having pelvic instability, back pain, all kinds of other stuff I didn't even know were related at the time. But I was like, this is more than just my belly doesn't look right. And and I had the same kind of mindset like, okay, if this is if the muscles are are not in a not working the way they should, and that's affecting all these other things in my life, then there has to be a way to rehab it. Because my brain was in stroke rehab and brain injury. And I was like, okay, if you have a muscle that is atrophying and weak and not getting the signal from the brain to work, then we have figured out how to rehab that. You know, we send the signals from the hand back up to the brain and we retrain the brain to connect to that. And I'm like, but I didn't have a stroke. So my muscles, there's a connection there. It's just not connected. <laughs> so, so I remember kind of, I think each one of us, as we, based on our scope of practice and our, our professional mindset, we kind of came to a revelation ourselves based on what we know about the body already and what we see in this symptom. And we we start to say, there has to be a way to connect these dots. Why has nobody connected these dots? Um, and then we start looking and there are some people that have connected some dots, right? And we have to start digging through all of the misinformation to find that. But I think it's cool to to hear how you're like, it's a muscle issue. I know muscles, Right. So that's kind of cool. All right. Continue on. Where, where yeah, did that, that's what that's what exactly what I thought, because I said to myself, OK, maybe I can solve it with the right exercises. The problem was that at that time it was quite impossible, as I told you, to find someone very um, into this uh, topic. And so I started to, you know, to do my research um, outside Italy because uh, I have heard something about uh, other 
techniques that could be very useful for fixing uh, diastasis. And, and I could find something in the United States. And, uh, and then I, I studied a technique, another technique in French, in, which, is, which was very hard for me because I don't speak French. So I had to learn French to get the certification because they don't speak English at all. So I had to do that too. But I did it for, for my, you know, my professional career. Oh my gosh. And, and for my clients as well, because this, this is very important. Once I realized that I could fit, that I could fix my problem, my problem, my issue, my diastasis, uh, with the right exercises, I realized that I could help people in doing it. So, uh, and then once my- you realized that, once you realized that, did you also, once you knew what to look for, did you start seeing it more? Yes. Yeah. 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 It was everywhere, right? It was an, it was a new universe that I that I find I've, I've found out because I said oh my god how many how many dioceses I'm 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 seeing I'm watching I'm I'm, I'm discovering and people right. that doesn't even don't even know that they're having one and uh, on the beach for example when I was on holiday with my family oh look at that diocesis and all my family thinking that I was totally crazy which I am I am crazy I'm obsessed with uh, with diastasis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I remember when I first um when I start first started learning and um and I I got the diagnosis for myself. I had this dinner party with my girlfriends and there I was telling them about it and they're like, oh, "I have those symptoms. Check me." All of my girlfriends had a diastasis. Every single one of them at this dinner party. I mean, they're in my living room laying down and I'm checking their tummies. <laughs> And, and they're all fairly severe, like four, five, six finger wide diastasis, not like little one and a half, two fingers. These were significant. And then I was a part of a mom's group that had 50 women, including like older women that were like mentors and, you know, all different people. And I proceeded to check all of the women and 48 of the 50 had a <laughs> diastasis. I, my head almost exploded. I was like, what is happening? Like, I thought I was this unique person that this thing happened to. And that's why there wasn't very much information out there because I had this very rare condition that doesn't happen to a lot of people. Lo and behold, it is incredibly common. Almost everybody's experiencing it and everybody is getting the wrong information. And it just felt like I had no control over the momentum of moving into doing this work. I was like, I could not ignore it, right? And it sounds like you kind of had a similar thing. Yes. It starts with what's going on in you, and then you you just share just a little bit with the people around you. And then it, like you said, it opens up a new universe. And it's, you're like, you're, it's like your eyes are open. You're like, what have we been doing? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was exactly like this. And you said something very important because I felt so alone in this situation and I realized that I wasn't alone at all. There were a lot of people with the diastasis or other issues related with diastasis and, uh, and, uh, and I realized that I wasn't that I wasn't alone. At the same time, I realized that maybe as a trainer and as a, a professional, I was alone here in, uh, in, yes. in Italy. I was the only one who, who, who was trying somehow to take care of the problem and to, you know, to know more, to trying to collect the right information because mm-hmm. there are a lot of uh, mixing information uh, in, the, in, the, in the web, in the internet, for example, oh, wow. and a lot of don'ts, don't do that, don't do that, but it's very very, it's very hard to find someone telling you, okay, you cannot do that, but you can do this. Right. So right. It starts out with all these limitations and all of yeah. these, you can't do this, you can't do that. And, you know, I always say Americans, but I, I don't think it's just Americans. Um, I was going to say Americans don't like to be told they can't do something. Right. <laughs> um, but I think it's all of us. I think it's human nature. As soon as we are told, you can't do this. You can't do that. It's, it's, um, it, it's very difficult. And I, I, you know, we get to the point where we recognize, okay, it's knowledge and information of what, what, what boundaries do my body need so I can allow it to heal. And then how can we do this better and differently instead of 
how can just don't do this. And I think specifically in the fitness world, um, it's so much don't do this. Don't, 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 don't. Um, and most personal trainers, um, don't ever want to be in that place where they come up to a client and they tell them all the no's personal trainers are all about, in my mind, creating opportunities, creating yeses. Yes, we can help you do that. Yes, we can help you do. Yes, we can get your muscles to do that. And so that's where I think we get we hit a wall when we're training or when we're trying to educate personal trainers is they don't want to be that. No, they think I'm not going to have any clients if I if I tell the clients all the stuff they can't do. I need to be the yes man. Right. But but there is a way I feel like clients want that refreshing oh, you have this, we have some boundaries, let's work with it, work, you know, through it and get you to the other side, not like, let's ignore it and just power through. I feel like they, you're going to lose clients worse that way. They're going to get hurt. But yeah, yes, I feel indeed. like that's the wall we get. Do you see that? Did you, it sounds like you didn't feel that personally, but do you feel that pushback with other personal trainers? Yeah. Yes, I can feel it and I can uh, and I can also realize we have a problem here uh because um for example I have a bachelor's degree but here Italy is it's a sort of wonderland and not in a good way that means that uh, you can be you can get the certification as a personal trainer or fitness trainer with the, uh, a two days long professional training so for the yeah me that I have a bachelor's degree and the, the, the trainer that has a, a two days training program with a, a certification we are at the same level and this is quite frustrating you know because because I think it's not fair and people cannot understand the real difference they can understand it in the long term But at the very beginning, because they can see the outcomes, they can see the results, they can see uh, the quality of the, the training program that a personal trainer that has a bachelor's degree can do instead of someone else that has just a two days training program. And, uh, but they can see it in a long term. So at the very beginning, they cannot see the difference and it's very frustrating. Yeah. And, i must admit that uh, the diastasis is is a problem that people uh, is trying um, people are trying to understand and are trying to to know better but at the same at the same time it's uh, it's quite underrated because they just fix it just just think they just consider it as a, a cosmetic an aesthetic problem not a functional problem a problem and and that's the key because if you think of it just as an aesthetic program problem that means that you you didn't understand the the real right. core of the problem right well, so and it also i think it 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 limits um so many people from reaching out like what about your overweight people or what about people that just have a body type that naturally is curvier or carries more more belly weight you know what what about you know it, it just what about the person that looks very lean but is falling apart you know like is in pain all the time um or just is unstable or unconfident and feels weak like it misses the mark when we just look at the aesthetics when we you know it, it 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 the aesthetics can sometimes lie to you like you can have somebody that is bigger heavier thicker that is far stronger far healthier than somebody that's lean with a flat belly um and you know and i i feel like i i don't have um you know the the most aesthetic body type for doing the work that i do you know i'm i'm a I'm a, I feel like I'm a normal size person. I'm a normal size person with normal curves and a chest and a waist. And I do have some belly, you know, and I'm not super thin, um, but I'm super strong and I'm mostly pain-free. Like I have my moments, but I, I, it's just, I think that, I think that across the board in fitness, the fitness world, we are constantly fighting against um the aesthetic or the function yeah. you know like 
what what are our goals? We yes, you will look better, you will look stronger, you will feel better, but what are you capable of? And and you know, I think a lot of us go into fitness, me included, trying to look a different way when we really need to be trying to feel and function a different way. Yes, and- that, that, this is another problem that is related to the, you know, these stereotypes that we have about beauty and, and health. That doesn't mean, I mean, um, an health body doesn't mean, doesn't have to be uh, so ecstatically beautiful, I mean, or perfect. And yeah, these and are... Whose version of perfect, right? Like, yeah. who decided that that's the body type that's beautiful? It, it's very, we're, we're really stuck. You know, and it's not just women, it's men too. You know, the yeah. men I work with are, are, you know, are in that same thing. And I just, I want to make it clear that I am not like a proponent of just like, you know, morbid obesity and, you know, doing whatever and just letting everything go. But I also uh, feel like people are made in all shapes and sizes and your shape and size doesn't always dictate your health or your strength or the level of diastasis. The number one question we get um, on like when people go onto our chat is I'm overweight. Should I lose weight first before I do this work? I would say that's the number one question. And our answer is always no, you, you have muscles, no matter what weight you are, you need to often, you need to do this work now and then you're going to be able to conquer some of your other goals and be more active, you know? Yes. So, yeah, exactly. So that, no, this is the, the this is the, um, I think the main problem or the main uh, topic about uh, uh, healing uh, diastasis because it's, uh, it is always, it is very often, I cannot say always, but it's very often, Often, often confused with uh, an aesthetic pro, an aesthetic issue, and uh, that it seems to be the, the 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 most important thing to solve. I want to look better. It's not a matter of looking better. It's a matter of, of fix your your problem, and then the outcome could be to look better because even because you feel more, you could feel more confident. Having back your strength in your body, that it's very important because the diastasis and all the issues related with diastasis, diastasis has a, a very huge and massive and negative impact on the quality of life and not because of an aesthetic problem, but because you lose your functionality and that makes you feel so weak and you're not capable to do what you used to do before, even taking care of your kids, for example. Right. You, the basic thing, keeping care, taking care of yourself and your family, much less anything else. But I think the other thing that people... um people miss out on is that since the the transverse abdominis that core muscle that that is essential to healing the diastasis is a postural muscle that elongates you and makes you taller a lot of times you could have lost no weight and really barely changed the muscle strength but you connected to the right muscle and now your posture is different and your connection to your core and your stability is different you stand taller, you hold yourself better, you interact differently, and you look dramatically different just because you are grounded, connected, and elongated. And, and it's, it's kind of crazy. And it's this deep feeling that people get that they can't, they can't articulate when they don't have it. But when they get it back, it's very much like, oh, my goodness, that was what was missing. Right. Yes. And and in that it's so hard to to I don't want to use the word convince, but I don't know a better word. But it's hard to to explain to people that this is what they're going to get when they work with you versus they work with the person with the two day, um, you know, certificate. you know, it, it, it's it's quite impossible. It's quite impossible to explain it in advance. They 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 discover it along the journey. But yeah, you know, 
That's yeah. another. You, we can do a podcast about that because I, I, I saw you. You were nodding like this. So that's the the, the problem here in United States. I, I didn't know that you have to, uh, this kind of issues about uh, people that getting the certifications uh, like oh, yeah. this. Oh yeah, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I, I thought no, it was just a weekend problem. I, I, you can do a weekend course and get like a the basic. Um, you know, information. Um, and then there's, yeah. there's so many different levels of like, there's certifications with specific programs that require more education. Um, but I would say that, um, there are, there are also college degrees like Beth learned. She has a college degree. Um, there's exercise physiology, there's different degrees like that. Um, kinesiology, different things like that, but there are a lot of very small minimal training things. Now I, to be fair, I have actually had some, um, personal trainers train with me who started out with that little course, but were so determined that they have taken class after class after class after class. And they are sometimes, some of these practitioners are more knowledgeable and more in tune with their clients and what they need than some of the physical therapists and chiropractors that I've worked with. So I want to be clear that, yes, the education is so important, but it really starts with your personal convictions of how there, the education's out there. You might have to search for it. I mean, obviously, we offer education, um, but sometimes most of the people that come to us for education have already done a couple steps before they find us. I don't know why. Yeah. We're trying to get better out there. We're trying to let people know that we do continuing ed, that you can start with us. Um, but yeah. a lot of times, you've done some other training before. What other, once you started looking in English, what, where, where did that take you? And how did you find the tummy team? Well, I find the tummy, the tummy team because of my friend and colleague and my sister. She's my sister right now at the moment, uh, Kirsten Zimmerman. And oh, yeah. uh, we met in 2018 in uh, New York. And mm -hmm. we made friends and then uh, we, we kept on being in, in touch and discussing and... Yep. And, and chatting about diastasis she's a midwife so she was really my 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 mentor somehow and she was she she had, she is she see she's still he is very supportive and i hope to do the same with her and um uh, and she and, and and she makes she made me feel um, like I, I wasn't alone in this journey because i had someone i I could talk about, and then she told me about you, about the Tammy team, and we um, we studied together. We we did the training, your training program to together, and I find it very very interesting. Mostly because you have this, uh, you you can see the, the individual, the the. The, the whole body, the, the person, not just uh, the abdominal wall and the core as uh, an independent part of mm -hmm. our body. It's, it's a part of uh, that wonderful mechanism that is the, the human body and uh, all the functionality and the functions and uh, all the things that we have to take into consideration when we approach to someone who has a diastasis of course, any one of us has his own fields. I am a personal trainer. She's a midwife. And um, Catherine, uh, the, the, Catherine Drake that you know as well, she's a physiotherapist. And every one of us, uh, of us have, uh, has his own field. So I, I don't want to do the work, the job of physiotherapist. I have people here, other professionals that, that I know I can, uh, I can count on. I can tell my clients to, I can address my clients to other professionals when necessary. And I, I do my work. I do my job. I, I am a personal trainer. So I, I, I create training program for, for people who has a diastasis. And uh, and don't and and they don't know how to train because that's the real problem. That problem that people are so afraid to do something wrong or to make their diastasis worse that they stop training. They stop doing 
anything because they are afraid to do, you know, to, to do something wrong. They don't know what to do. There's, there are a lot of don'ts, a lot of things that you don't, you don't have to do. There are a lot of many indications about that, but there are no indication about what you can do when yeah. you have a diagnosis. There's a lot of stuff about what you can't do and not a lot of stuff about what you can do. And, yes. and so I find I find that if people have gone the fitness route, which I think most people um, try the fitness route before they try rehab because they they're like, I'm weak. My stomach doesn't look right. I need to do I need to exercise. Um, and yeah. so they go that route and then they realize, oh, I actually have. A, a, a medical condition that I might need rehabilitation for sometimes the right fitness we'll get them there. You know, some, the right instruction, the right way will get them there. Sometimes they actually need to go through the re more of a extensive rehab process and then come back to fitness. But I think that what I see is people go on one of two extremes. They either ignore their symptoms and just power through because maybe at one point they were an athlete and that's what they did. They just powered through the pain, just powered through the pain. And they didn't realize they actually had a condition that you cannot power through. So then they make it really bad and then they get an injury and then, then they're stuck or they go the other side where they're terrified to do anything and they, they don't do anything and then they're stuck. And there's, there's a place in the middle, right? Yeah. There's a place in the middle that um, will get people where they want to go without those two extreme um, approaches. Yes, it is. And, uh, and I have to say that uh, most of my, colleagues uh they they don't know what to do with uh with a client that uh, has a diastasis and they always do uh they 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 tell to the clients to do just planks or to do a lot of isometric exercises and um i mean this is this is not the solution because you can do with the right guide, with the right indication, you can do almost everything. You just need to pay attention. You just need to have a progression. You, you have to start to some, with something very simple and then you can progress to something that it's what, that it's, um, how do you say harder or yeah. So yeah. it's just, you can do everything. The, the, the problem is that uh, if I have a diastasis, that doesn't mean that I, that I can, that I have to do just plants. That's what they say. Um, quite right. often. And, and if you have a diastasis and you start doing planks, I guarantee you, you're going to do them incorrectly. And it's not actually, it's, you're going to bulge your tummy. Um, yeah. and you're, the plank is actually going to cause damage. Um, because if you have a diastasis, you have a weak core and a plank requires a tremendous amount of connection and strength. Um, and most people, even with a strong core, aren't doing them correctly and it's not functional. It doesn't translate into anything else except for maybe pushups. Um, and pushups aren't functional either. I mean, it's just an exercise. So it's, it's it kind of getting out of the box and really, and I think that's where the additional training that you have and that you've also added on to your degree is you're looking outside of that box at the whole body and how the body moves and how the body strengthens. And, and it sounds like our approach of how we train at the tummy team really resonated with you because I did, I do, I look at everything from the feet to the top of the head, to the shoulders, to the shoulder blades. I mean, we look at the whole thing and that may feel daunting, but the way we do it is very, uh, common sense. It just makes sense, you know, and, and I'm used to training people that don't know anything about their body. So the way I communicate, I very much simplify it. But then when you get um, professionals that get to see that simplified view of it, it helps us to recognize, oh, sometimes we make things. This is one thing that me and Beth learn say a lot is sometimes we complicate things that don't need to be complicated. You yes. know, sometimes it is simple. Um, simple is not the same as easy, right? But sometimes it doesn't need to be quite as complicated as we make it. What has been the hardest thing about what you thought you knew about the body when you started doing this work. And, you know, it seems like 
planks, crunches, some of the sit up type stuff that we were all taught in fitness are is tends to be the biggest stumbling block for some people. But I don't know if that's the case for you. Um, what was the hardest thing for you to kind of wrap your brain around when you started this training? Well, that was the case even for me. And the problem is that people uh, don't understand that uh, um, you use your core and your abdominal wall every time and in every situation when you laugh, when you cough, when you go to the toilet, when you raise uh, heavy, heavy things. Or, so when you're, when you're exercising, even if you're doing some exercise for your arms, you are engaging your core and your abdominal wall. So there's no need at the end of the, 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 the training session to lay down on the floor and do hundreds of crunches. When you told them you already did all the, 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 the training for your abdominal wall while you were practicing, while you were exercising, while you were doing other exercises for your arms or your leg, you already used your, your abdominal wall. So you, you don't need it to lay down on the ground to do hundreds of crunches. You can lay down on the ground to do some stretches if you mm-hmm. want, but not. So they think that uh, the lesson is not complete because, because somehow you, you missed that part. And, and right. this, this is not easy to, to make people understand. And even, even other trainers. I, Especially when I, they're coming to you with such a focus on their tummy. They're like, I need to target my tummy. Um, and, and we are like, you are, you do. And do you find, do you, do you find that the education about the anatomy helps? Like if you, like, I feel like the thing that helps me the most with um, the clients that are really stuck in that mindset of crunches, sit-ups, crunches, sit-ups, um, or burpees or whatever it is, you know, some version of that, um, that when I explain to them the anatomy of the transverse abdominus, and how that muscle works and the come the and how that muscle comes together and lengthens and pulls in even when i put my hands around them and pull their tummy together and let them feel it that then i start making some headway we're still bombarded in the fitness world i have a hard time exercising in a community gym at all because everything that's happening around me i feel like this peer pressure to do those things yeah. Um, but do you feel like the education helps you? What it, or maybe if that's not it, what does help you get them on the other side of that kind of battle that they're having? Yes, I think that could help. And um, sometimes I really want my clients to be focused on their belly and their um, abdominal wall while they're doing other exercises for example for their arms or using the elastic band I make them focus to I I ask them to put their head in the tummy just to feel that the abdominal wall is working while they're doing something that might not seem as an exercise for the abdominal wall and then they realize that the abdominal wall is really working and then I very often I I um, speak about the function of the of the core, not the anatomy, not not so. I, I must admit that I don't don't speak. I don't say a lot about the anatomy, but I say a lot about the function and uh, the function of the core and the abdominal wall, and that makes sense for them. I realize that, mm-hmm. and uh, and I often I often do it because I think it's 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 worth it. Yeah. It makes sense for them and for me. As, you, yeah. as well. <laughs> well, and I think that one of the one of the causes actually of diastasis recti is an overdevelopment of the outer abdominal muscle and a neglect of the inner muscle. So it it's mind boggling to some personal trainers and to some rehab and doctors for me to say crunches and sit ups are sometimes the cause of a diastasis. You know, you have those clients that never had a baby, maybe they're even male, um, and they exercise and work out and exercise and work out, and but they do it in a way where they're really focused on their external muscles, and yeah. they're not working out in the same way like um, 
that would naturally engage the core. Like for some reason in my mind, I'm like thinking of somebody going across monkey bars and how your core has to stabilize. Um, that's not a crunch, but that is a core work. You, you have to, you know, or climbing a rope, you know, how your core has to really hold your body together. Um, they're not doing those kinds of things. They're doing the, the, the sit-ups, you know, the crunches, the planks, all the stuff that, you know, even the squats and the, the pelvic tilts and all of these things, which all, you know, most of them are not terrible by themselves, but it's just so much of an overdevelopment of the outer muscles. And then they're forced to use strategies that make them kind of strain and hold their breath that pushes out on their tummy with every other exercise they're doing. So they're, they're working out, but we've all seen those muscly tummies with a big gap in the middle, right? That's not, that's actually shouldn't be the goal. That, that's no, that's the overdevelopment of those muscles. And that muscle imbalance is, um, causes the separation and causes people to have to push out because they are so disconnected from the transverse, that corset muscle that pulls in. They don't know where it is. So they, the only strategy is tensing up and holding their breath. Yeah, yeah. The breathing pattern is another issue because I I, I realized that a lot of people uh, don't know how to breathe, and that's not a problem because they sometimes when I when I have you know the first assessment with them and I saw all these women I I must I must say the women mostly they uh, all breathing you know here in the in the shallow in the uh, chest yeah yeah in the chest I, I always say to myself okay that's the first step we have to adjust this uh, uh, breathing partner or we won't fix the 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 diastasis ever but it's not just a matter of diastasis i mean diastasis is just i don't know if there is this expression in english but we say the top of the iceberg when you mean that uh, yeah it's the uh, okay. iceberg yeah and yeah, then, yeah, yeah, yeah and then below it it's this bigger yeah. issue and yes. and for women and men just to be fair, um, that chronic breath holding and tensing up contributes to pelvic floor problems, right? Now the diaphragm's pushing down, the pelvic floor is pushing down. And for men, it's going to look like prostate and hemorrhoids and intestinal stuff. And for women, it looks like prolapse. Um, and that is, and then all of a sudden we have these symptoms and we're like, where did this come from out of the blue? Um, and it's actually not out of the blue right? There's a, there's a, yeah, there's a, there's a progression. Um, and so that bigger picture and I, you know, I feel like in my rehab world and the way that I communicate with my clients, I am always trying to get them to see that big picture, getting them to really buy into that big picture of overall health and overall, you know, the longevity of what you want to be able to do. And maybe it's my age, you know, kind of getting almost turning 50, like my, my perception of what I could power through in my twenties and what my goals were in my twenties and what my goals are in my, as I approach 50 are very different, you know, and not necessarily less, but just different. And, and I, I'm, I, I'm trying to build that big picture. I'm curious in your scope of practice because you're it's 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 not I don't know how deep you go into some of that stuff with your your clients um when you're doing when you're creating like goals and and creating like a fitness plan are you looking at like life goals in addition to you know this strength goal are you doing that yeah. I do. I I ask for I ask for their backgrounds, their history, and if they did some sport activities when they were younger, or um, for example, for something very specific or um, something quite professional. And I ask for their goals, and uh, I, I try to see the big picture, as you said, because it's very important. And I, I cannot do a, a training program avoiding, ignoring uh, the, the, the individual, the, the, the person that I am, and that I have in front of me. It's, it's quite impossible. I don't have the same training for 
all the people that all of my clients every training you is work different. with everybody individually um you yes. don't group settings you're individual with each person no. I try to do something in uh, some little classes, but it's not there is it for for the kind of um, you know for the kind of uh, of service that I want to give to people. So right. I rather you always prefer compromise. To... When you're in a group, yeah. you always have to compromise. You can't cover everything. Um, yeah. Even if different have, ages. Yeah, even if you have like six postpartum women that all have kids under the age of one. It's never the same. They all, this person has, you know, rib issues. This person has lower body issues. You know, there, it's just, it, I, I, I used to do group setting um, initially and I just, I felt like the compromise, even though you're, you're getting this out to a lot of people at once, you can make it more cost effective for myself, the compromise, I just couldn't, uh, it, I, it just haunted me. <laughs> you know, I felt like every person I was like neglecting a little bit because I wasn't giving them exactly. And they know yeah. that they know in a group setting, they don't expect that, but I expect it of myself. And, um, when I see it, I want to help it. And so I just, I, I, I only do one-on-one as well. Um, yeah, sometimes you can do a group class just, you know, to have fun and mm-hmm. to do something together. That's, that, that's good. That's fine. Yeah. I like Once it. Once you get the basics covered yeah. and you're all on the same playing field. Yeah. That, that community, that's awesome. Um, but, but in the beginning uh, and when you're working with specific needs, yeah, you have to kind of do that one-on-one. Um, Tell me, tell me about your blog. We have a few more. <laughs> my, my blog, no, it's a little one. It's a little blog. It's in Italian, of course, but I have a little community of a bunch of people. They are, I think, 5,000. Ah, there are a lot, actually. And uh, we just talk about, we gave support to, to them, the people who have a diastasis or they are struggling with the right, uh, with the right training and they're trying to, to find something, to find someone who can help them. And that's why I, I give some advices about how to train. I give some ideas. I, for example, last time I spoke about the hula hoop because I have found a study in um, in Helsinki saying that it was very good for um, staying in shape and not, not yeah. of course you, you you cannot do to the Olympic Games if you are training with a hula hoop but you can do it during the summer during the summertime with your kids having fun it's something that you can practice or you can you can try to do and um, and I like it because I, I think that I I'm just trying to spread the right information that it's always based on the on on the evidences on the studies i i uh, I that's what i I try to do i think that's awesome i I know we've talked in the past about you feeling like you're the only person in italy that's even talking about this you kind of feel like uh you're all alone so i'm glad that you have the community um that you do and i'm i hope that the tummy team is part of that community and our professional training um, to, so that it you're is. not alone. You're not alone in this. That, and that's part of the why we we do this professional training um, to create that community, so we can learn from each other, we can encourage each other. But I also am always wanting anybody that trains with us to recognize that they are now a resource. They are now a resource to their community, um, and it's needed because, like you said, and like we said. Once you open this box, it's a whole new universe and um, you are not going to be hurting for clients. You're not going to be having a hard time finding people that want to work with you. Um, They will come from all over to work with you because there is a a great need Um, and it's super rewarding work. And well, I, I, I want to tell you that I really appreciate your effort because I think it's very, it's, it's so precious. And I really feel like a part of a team and I'm, I'm so honored and glad about it. And, and that's what I, that's what I need. That's what I needed because I, I, I need to talk about that, to discuss about that, to, to, to think that I am in the right, you know, I, I'm doing, I, I'm going to the right direction that when you are yeah. alone, and it's not that easy to understand. You can, you could make yeah. a lot of mistakes. 
a lot you of mistakes. Things, so. And it's also hard when there's so much resistance around you by the medical fitness community. It's hard to continue to persevere when it feels like everything is like not wanting you to do that. So I feel like we have a really positive and supportive community and we have a lot of really smart, amazing professionals to draw from. And I love that. Well, yeah. this has been great. I think we need to schedule another interview in the future to talk more because I could just talk to you forever and ever. And <laughs> whenever you want. Thank you. Okay. Same here. Okay, we'll have to do it again. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. And um, I hope that you are well wherever you are. I'm going to put in our podcast notes um, how you can contact Kiara. Um, she has a, a website and a blog and she does speak English and she does speak Italian. Apparently she speaks a little bit of French. Um, <laughs> just a little bit, just a little. <laughs> but if you're a personal trainer or in the fitness community and you really want to be moving forward in this direction, um, Kiara is a great resource for you. And she, she gave me permission to say that, you know, you can reach out to her. Um, and ask her specific personal training related questions. And um, I think that that would be really great. And if we obviously have uh, continuing ed courses for personal trainers and fitness instructors, but sometimes it's nice to have um, a real person in the trenches doing this work to ask questions to. And Kiara says that she'd be happy to do that for you guys. So thank you, Kiara. Thanks for joining us. Thank and you. Thank you very much. Yeah, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today at the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. The Tummy Team is committed to validating your story, providing you with relevant practical education to understand your body, and offering effective solutions to live the life you were meant to live. Check out thetummyteam.com to get more information about how we can help you specifically and see if one of our online programs is right for you. You can also follow the Tummy Team on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube to get tips, encouragement, and support.